news, talk, sports. Now, the experts on AM980. If I had a long enough cable, we'd be doing this show outdoors. It is beautiful in London today, especially for... Yeah, it's February. This edition of the experts is presented by Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Centre. Over 4.6 million Canadian adults, that's one in six over the age of 15, report having arthritis. By 2036, this number is expected to grow to an estimated 7.5 million Canadian adults, or 1 in 5. It's significant, and that's why we're going to talk about it on the show today. But we'll talk more about solutions, and not necessarily remedies. We don't have the cure-all, but we uh, certainly do have many ways to address arthritis, as you will discover, and I hope we'll find beneficial on our show today. Because arthritis can and should be addressed. If you suffer from arthritis or you know someone who experiences the ongoing discomfort and pain, this is the show for you. Doug Pooley and Chris Stribe from Peak Mobility Pain and Rehabilitation Center return to the experts. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Numbers, well, we have a number to share with our listeners uh, this afternoon. They are staggering. They're very high. And when it comes to arthritis, twice as many women than men live with arthritis, Doug. And it's the greatest form of disability over the age of 65. In fact, that's actually creeping down. They're now finding more and more people that are suffering from arthritis. The debilitating arthritis moving down into their 50s, 40s, and even in their 30s. And we're seeing, uh, you know, on the orthopedic side with knee and hip replacements, uh, it used to be the 60-plusers that were getting those done, and now we're seeing it into the 50s. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, again... You're having people that are still in the workforce uh, that are having major joint replacements done. Yeah, a few more statistics. Nearly one in two may develop a symptomatic knee uh, OA by the age of 85. Two in three who are obese may develop this knee issue in their lifetime. And one in four may develop painful hip arthritis by the age of 85. So a lot of people, many of them listening to us right now, are dealing with this and it hurts. It hurts, and you know, so much of it is preventable. We're finding that with our society becoming more sedentary, that the attitudes towards arthritis are changing, and the research is is unfolding some wonderfully, quite uh, revolutionary new concepts of what creates arthritis and how to deal with arthritis. Talk to those, though, who are sitting at home and just saying, oh, it's the old knee, oh, it's the old elbow, and I'm getting old. Right. Or my dad had it. My My mom had had it. it. So it's hereditary. And we'll talk about that too. Right. But just for those who are maybe not as active as they could be in looking for the solutions that you have to offer at Peak Mobility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we often see the patient that comes in where they've gone through the the medical system. The docs sent them on to the specialist and the specialist kicked them back and saying, you you need some type of rehab program uh, because that is the actual best practice for them. It's not surgery. Uh, and so it's often, you know, a good exercise program, even though they, they could have a very dis, uh, disabling condition, a very simple exercise program that's graded, uh, gradual progressions, um, you know, a combination of stretching and resistance exercises, manual therapy modalities. It, it's very common. And a lot of our patients, when they come in, they don't expect that we've ever seen this before or handled something like this. And when they leave, they can't believe that after, you know, just a few weeks, there's that much better. Mm-hmm. And very consistent with our overriding theme for every show we've done together. Mm-hmm. That's mobility. It's mobility. right in the name of your center. 
It is the key. And, you know, they're finding out more and more. They used to call it degenerative joint disease or wear and tear arthritis, osteoarthritis, which is by far the most common. And they're finding out because our, our society is becoming so much more sedentary that it's exactly the opposite. It's not activity that breeds arthritis. It's inactivity. Mm-hmm. And there's some revolutionary stuff that's coming out about how that happens. Around each joint, there's a little lubricating sac called a synovium. And in that is synovial fluid, which is actually superfiltrated blood. And all of the tissues in the joint are alive, of course, and those tissues need nutrition. So they're finding that in a sedentary lifestyle, what happens is, is that a lot of the normal transfer of synovial fluid, so nutrients in and out of the joint area, is re- are retarded or reduced. As a result of that, a lot of the tissues within the joint actually starve to death. So what happens is... You're finding that severe arthritic change. Remember, they used to see grandma, and they used to say, oh, grandma's getting arthritic. Well, what people didn't realize or chose not to see, whatever, was the reason grandma was becoming more arthritic more rapidly is because grandma was becoming less mobile and less activity. So as a result, the arthritic deterioration accelerated. Mm -hmm. We think of being mobile in terms of walking, but you're looking to move all of the joints. Mm-hmm. So good exercise means... Yeah, so, you know, not just uh, a cardio program or a walking program, but looking at uh, your neck, your shoulders, uh, your elbows, your wrists. Again, a lot of those, a lot of the workforce now that are sitting at desks, they get carpal tunnel, they get tennis elbow, even though they don't play tennis. Uh, and And those are just kind of tip-offs to you know, what can be going on in the underlying joint as well. So, And, we can, and we can easily blame the computer again. Mm-hmm. And then that's contributing significantly, is it not, to this not being a seniors-only disease. Oh, my gosh. And it's not a, just a seniors-only disease. In fact, the statistical evidence is demonstrating that, of course, arthritis is being found younger, younger, younger. And it's directly attributable to the fact that there is so much less activity, especially in youth now, than there was 25 years ago. In fact, in many cases, I believe that our youth are literally rotting to death from the inside Mm -hmm. because of the fact of inactivity and poor diet. And, well, there's lots of things that are contributing to it, but lack of activity and poor diet most notably. I have students who are 18, 19, and they've shared with me they have arthritis. Mm Yeah, it's, it's very common. We see it in, uh, you know, the, the high school age kids that are athletic. Uh, we see them for sports injuries. The, the high school kids that are sedentary, we see them for issues that we would see in a 50 to 60 year old. Mm-hmm. Take care of a myth for me. If you should have the misfortune of having a break, is that a prone zone for arthritis in the future? Usually not because most breaks don't occur at the joint. So the beauty of it is, and, and nature's a wonderful thing, and Chris mm-hmm. could speak more to this than I can because his experience is more in that area, but the, when you have a break, nature does a magnificent job of healing, and often the area of a break is actually stronger because of ex- there's a lot more calcium salts that are often laid down, and the body naturally trims a lot of it away, but unless you know otherwise, that's mm-hmm. my thoughts. No, it's not more prone. Yeah, no, only if it's a very traumatic injury to the joint itself, uh, but, but then, even then, uh, depending on what the joint was like before the trauma and how it's handled surgically and, and how much uh, had to be removed or replaced, the person can go on to lead a very, you know, active lifestyle without any real arthritis. Um, See how I've done with this. Osteoarthritis is why our body is unable to handle the wear and tear on our joints. Rheumatoid arthritis is why our immune system attacks the body's joints.
That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Two different conditions. And yet it's interesting because yeah. often through traditional medical practice, they'll be treated the same way. And they're very different conditions. One is an inflammatory condition that actually responds and needs to have anti-inflammatory medication, that being rheumatoid arthritis, mm. which is a devastating condition. And that's where chiropractic care and physiotherapy comes in because you just got finished telling me that whether you have one or the other, often traditionally, it's here's a pill for it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's often the public think they have just arthritis. Uh, one of the, the crucial things is to actually know what kind of arthritis you have. And it's not that you can only have one. You can have people that have an inflammatory arthritis and they also have some uh, osteoarthritis. But again, coming into the, the system, they need to understand like, okay, well, with this particular injury or, or um, disease that you have, this is how you treat it. Uh, and like Doug said, with rheumatoid, uh, rheumatologists, that's that's their go-to. Like, that's what they are known to treat. They treat all those nasty inflammatory conditions. Uh, and they will see osteoarthritis, but it, on the spectrum of things, the osteo is something that's much better handled not by them. Uh, they're there to handle the, the inflammatory. One thing, a myth that I would like to debunk is the fact that arthritis is a normal part of aging. That is such garbage. Arthritis develops as a result of wear and tear to either to do to trauma to the joint Mm -hmm. or to postural alteration, which is another form of trauma to the joint, or wear and tear that develops as a result of faulty mechanics. And why I say that it is not a normal part of aging is because somebody will get a hip replacement, but the other hip is fine. Well, if it's a normal part of aging, why Why are both hips not right? Or you see Mm -hmm. an x-ray of a cervical spine or a low back. And you'll see areas of deterioration, but two vertebrae up, they're perfect. Yeah. So, Chris, you talk to a lot of athletes, and they have a lot of wear and tear just by mm-hmm. nature of playing football or, or hockey. Is it about the equipment, and is it about moving in the right direction and having coaches that get it in terms of executing your sport? I, I would say with the athletic population, you've seen a big change in how they train, Um the, the old days of slugging heavy weights around the gym and, and you know, real heavy uh, explosive type movements that are were beyond their capacities that put them at risk for injury or put them at risk versus now you're seeing much more uh, fitness related exercises that are geared towards body weight and what the athlete can handle and then gradually progressing their resistance. Uh, I think that's made a big change in the training aspect of things. But again, you look at overtraining, how much time the athlete has off to recover. Our our muscles and bones and joints, they need time to recover between intense training uh, or games. And when you're seeing a young population, uh, hockey's always a great example where they're on the ice every day. They're in the tournaments every weekend. They start as a Timbit and they go from there. Uh, that, that's where you see some of these kids that are, are literally overtraining, you know, and they're, they're starting to get wear and tear because their body really hasn't caught up to the proper mechanic that's needed for them at that level. Mm. $33 billion is the number I have here. The most prevalent forms of arthritis costs the Canadian economy $33 billion in direct, that would be healthcare expenses, and indirect lost productivity and taxes or expenses. Staggering. It's staggering. We see it in clinic all the time where a person is off work uh, because they have to have their knee scoped or, you know, replaced because of arthritis. They might only be 50 years old, uh, you know, and so now they're off work for at least a two to three month post-op, let alone the months prior if they're able to work. And and then when you look at it, if it's a WSIB injury versus a, a private insurance issue, then it, those numbers are staggering just getting to that 
surgery. And more and more are saying, I get hurt at work. Where do you work? I work at a desk, really. And it's called carpal tunnel. Yeah, carpal tunnel, of course, is even though it's not considered an arthropathy, it is still an inflammatory condition that still develops as a result of... Now, there's an interesting wear and tear mechanism, perhaps more Mm -hmm. so than arthritic change. You get something like a repetitive strain, such as carpal tunnel, and it is a little bit of a different animal, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, it it really is, because you can look at just uh, length-tension relationships between muscles and tendons, and when we see patients, all we're, we're trying to figure out is how tight is that tissue gliding through the carpal tunnel? Again, you can extrapolate that to the knee complex, to the hip complex, to the shoulder complex, because often when we're seeing patients that think they need to have their hip replaced or think they need to have something scoped, it's just a matter of soft tissue mobilizing that joint, getting it back in the proper position and strengthening the tissue around it. That's so, so critical uh, that patients just, they, they kind of see it as, oh, I'm going to have to have surgery because this is what my grandfather did. And the surgeons now even will kick them back and they'll, they'll get them back into rehab for a good six to eight weeks prior to surgery so they can have even better outcomes. It's an interesting thing too because people tend to focus on the affected joint. And the knee is a, is a classic example. The knee is essentially a hinge joint. Now, you have twice as much movement on the inside as you do on the outside. But essentially, it does one thing. It does this. So independent of direct trauma, if a knee goes bad, it's often as a result of a dysfunction, either in a foot or an arch or a low back or a hip problem. Mm -hmm. So the knee is kind of the bologna in the sandwich, if you understand what I mean. It's the guy that's getting all all the attention. But often, you'll do heavy, and Chris will attest to this, heavy work on a knee, only to find out that within a short period of time, they either develop severe ankle and or hip problems because the actual cause of the dysfunction was elsewhere. Well, coming up next, we'll talk more. We'll pick up on on your point about the services or the care that you provide at Peak Mobility Rehabilitation Centre could eliminate, could eliminate the need for a surgical procedure. And we'll talk about that next. The Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Centre is helping London live better, and they specialize in chiropractic, physiotherapy, acupuncture, massage, concussion, and disc therapy. And what's more important, Peak Mobility specializes in making you just feel better. You can give them a call at the office at 850-7321, and you'll find them online at peakmobility.ca. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM980. Presented by Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Centre in London. Looking forward to having them join us on the road because we'll be live from the Women's Lifestyle Show coming up in March. We're focusing in on arthritis today. If you suffer, if you deal with arthritis, you need to know a couple of things. First of all, you're not alone. And secondly, Peak Mobility Centre hears you and welcomes you. Arthritis is a leading cause of disability among adults bar none, and has been for many years. And in the last reviewed years, I have some numbers here on replacement surgery. There were 757,000 knee replacement procedures performed, primarily for arthritis. Also in the last reviewed year, there were 512,000 hip replacement procedures, 76,000 shoulder replacement procedures, and 25,000 other joint replacement procedures, primarily for arthritis. Those are big numbers that impacts a lot of people. And while we're not here using the word cure, you're here to share positively and optimistically that there's an alternative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I will say one, one of the most common uh, that we see where people have a torn rotator cuff and it's a surgical tear, 
uh, and they've been told it's a surgical tear. And just by coming in and, and doing a rehab program, an active program, uh, they they re- they have no need to go for right. surgery. Even when they go back to see the surgeon, the surgeon's like, this is great. You are on the right track. We will not need to do surgery. So in this particular incident, you solve the problem. Yeah, and it and it's it happens every day. It's it's not an unknown. Um, and even in the the medical system, as you go through from your family doc to the next specialist to the surgeon, the surgeon's ultimate goal is he's going to do surgery on things that that's the last step. Uh, you've tried everything else. This has to be done. And and definitely there's there's tears that right away that's going to be I can't fix it. But there's still things that you can do so that. Even after your surgery, you do that much better. Speed of recovery is cut in half, things like that. Chiropractic care vis-a-vis replacement. Oh, wonderful. Of course, if you can get the area moving properly, get the functional mechanics of the affected joint reestablished, it's it's an amazing thing. The body can cure itself. It does have that inherent ability. Mm-hmm. And don't let anybody tell you that all arthritis is in, is incurable because it's not. In 38 years of practice, I'll tell you, I've seen some fabulous things that defy traditional thought patterns. So I need to get over it a little bit because I'm careful with the word cure on a show like this, but you've just stated that indeed with chiropractic care and physiotherapy that there have been solutions that have been, have been permanent. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can you can see people that have come in and, you know, they've got the, the joint that clicks and grinds and we call it crepitus. Uh, you, you'll hear the snap, crackle, pop, the rice crispy knee. And, and again, it's it's just educating the patient like this is what it is because the mainstream is, oh, I've got an arthritic knee or I've got an arthritic shoulder. Great, my shoulder pops every morning, but I know it's it's a muscular thing. The more I strengthen that shoulder, the more I stretch the shoulder, the more I watch my posture, the popping and the clicking goes down and it, it can go away. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a mechanical issue. It's kind of like having your wheels out of alignment. If you can get that wheel aligned again, it doesn't wobble anymore. You might hit a pothole again and then it starts to wobble, but it, you can get it realigned. And, you know, just to follow up on that, if you are to ta- if you're taking long-term, long-term use of a lot of the medications that are associated with treating arthritis, there's been some pretty substantial research that's demonstrating that some of that stuff isn't necessarily all that good for you. In fact, some of it, they've proven, slows down the production of what is called phy- or, uh, phytokinins, which are a precursor to, our, to the development of cartilage. So it actually stops the body's ability to heal itself. So that's why often you'll get from, from some practitioners, you'll get, well, if you've got arthritis, there's no cure. Because of the fact that some of the meds that have been given in the past will actually stop that curative process from happening. So if you have some concerns or your long, long-term meds, our suggestion would be to talk to your doc about that because there may be other rehabilitative strategies that may be much more effective in the long term mm-hmm. with less side effects. And we'll often see clients coming in and, and they've been put on a new anti-inflammatory, say, for the sprained shoulder or the torn rotator cuff. And and we often, they you know, they want to know how long do I go on this? And we'll say, you know, with rehab, you can get off of this. Uh, this isn't a life sentence to be on anti-inflammatories. Uh, and, and again, that's communicated back and forth with us and the, the medical doc because the medical doc wants to see progress. And if, if we can get them in the right direction, then great. They don't need that anti-inflammatory. I've always told them, you know, ice is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Ice is cool, literally and figuratively. Coming up next, we'll talk about, well, then, therefore, let's talk to the boomer and the senior and how much mobility is needed in the course of a day or maybe the course of a week. Our guests have some suggestions on that. And also diagnostic imaging 
has never been more precise for arthritis. It's pretty exciting at this state-of-the-art center called Peak Mobility Center in London. We'll talk about that as well with Doug Pooley and Chris Stribe. You'll find them online at peakmobility.ca, and you'll find them on the phone with a friendly voice at the other end at 519-850-7321. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM980. I took a little bit of time, and it was well spent checking out the Peak Mobility Center's website. They have some great online information links to share the many benefits of their services. And you click the images for their library of information, and quite a library it is, too. Body information, more on your health and their services, and just to feel better, better health. So click the links and uh, have some Sunday fun and find out more about the importance of getting mobile, because inactivity. Activity, Doug, is the key to all of this. It is. I mean, as arthritis continues to grow, the solution to it is very simple. Get up and get moving. People should never retire. If they retire, they should retire to become world-class athletes. <laughs> as we were just discussing, more people rust out in our society than wear out. And what I mean by that is inactivity, they've proven inactivity, is now probably the greatest single cause of arthritic change, not wear and tear. It's inactivity that creates all this dysfunction. So let's talk, first of all, to the top end of the boomers, because they're seniors now, 65, mm-hmm. and then the 85-year-old. What would you suggest would be an exercise regimen in the course of the day and then maybe prorated across the week? Mm-hmm. So I would say in the day, like when they first wake up in the morning, you know, if it's awful outside, just walk around the house a few times, uh, up and down the stairs. Uh, s- simple things like that make a huge difference. Get the heart rate going. Uh, you know, get your mind a little more focused. And then really light uh, range of motion exercises. We'll often have in our senior groups, um, their home programs are just multi-joint range of motion exercises, not necessarily stretching per se where they're holding everything, but just moving their neck through full ranges, moving their shoulders, showing them what it means to move in proper direction. A lot of people, you know, uh, necks are uh, circles are out rolling their necks around. It's like, okay, let's not do that. Let's start in unidirectional. Because it's said online, Chris, that all I have to do is start moving like this, right? Even though they have an impingement on one side and they can't even turn the other way. So it's it's looking at the individual and just saying, and again, it's so simple, like it is so simple. And then as they get more comfortable with that, uh, then you can look at light resistance exercises. Um, And and that you can do every day. Uh, You know, it's not like they're going to the gym and, and pushing the 300 pounds on the bench press. But it's engaging their muscles and getting them active. And if they have days like this, they should absolutely be outside. Springbank Park is calling. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, lightweights. Mm-hmm. You like those? Lightweights for sure, especially in the upper echelons of the age population. Um, lower risk of injury. But again, it's not that they can't lift weights. It's how they do it and, and through what ranges uh, and showing them how to do it properly. Mm-hmm. Often we will we'll show them and it just takes a few sessions and they have a, a better understanding. And and through our exercise programs, they're all online. Some of my uh, more technical boomers, we just email them back and forth. When they're down in the sunny south, they'll just send us an email saying, hey, this program, I've it's getting easy, or this is, you know, bothering me now. Uh, how can we change it? I mean, they're down in Florida now, so unless they're hearing us online, they can't get the show, but or they can get the podcast later. But I'm sure that when you back up the, the calendar to uh, to December or even November, as they're about to head south, mm-hmm. that's when that message is really important because they could get down to Florida and get very active in and out of the ocean, and then they could they could uh, have some issues there. Oh, very much. But you know, it's interesting. It's not the people that are down south that are that are the problem. It's unfortunately the people that are left behind here because they mm-hmm. tend to be the more sedentary. 
people that are down south because they're in a more comfortable environment mm-hmm. tend to be more active, so they're not the problem really. Hmm. It's the it's the older folk that are up here. If the government wanted to save billions of dollars, and this is a fact, billions of dollars in healthcare costs, all they would have to do, and it would be an outing, is to find the poor seniors that are shut-ins, pick them up, bring them to an orchestrated exercise class that is conducted uh-huh. by Chris or some of his people. And every day what they would do is they would learn that they are going to improve because they can improve. The body can do that. All you need to do is have the right information. Mm-hmm. That right information turns into the right activity. The right activity turns into health. Right. And there's one thing to say that they're going to feel better, but the mind over matter, that they're active and that they have a regimen, is going to infiltrate or self-propel the need to want to take that trip next week. Oh, my God. The bleed-off benefits are unbelievable. Yeah, they're huge. <laughs> uh, we often have patients that are concerned that they're going to have to cancel a trip or they're going to have to miss the family dinner um, because they can't lift or they can't do this. And like sometimes it's, like Doug said, just getting in front of the right person to say you're allowed to do this, uh, even though your knees are sore, this will actually help your knees. Uh, it might be a little more stiff for the first day or two, but that's kind of normal. And giving them the permission to actually push it a little bit more. What about addressing arthritis through a regular trip in the pool, swimming mm-hmm. pool? Uh, pools are excellent, uh, especially when you're looking at uh, weight-bearing joints that have a lot of arthritis. Again, because those are a snowball effect. It hurts when I walk. I'm not going to walk. The less I walk, it hurts more now when I walk. So we can get people in the pool where, you know, walking to the mailbox is difficult. And in two months now, they're walking two, three miles down the road. And again, it's it's promoting that joint motion, the synovium fluid, like Doug was talking about at the beginning. It's getting nutrition to those tissues, uh, to those joints that have basically been starved and we're giving patients the right push in the right direction so that they're doing it safely and, and they don't hurt themselves. When I come back to our kids and uh, the incredible numbers of young people under the age of 18 living with some form of arthritis, we're also going to talk about the diagnostic imaging because has it ever changed and for the better? And you'll hear about what they have at their uh, availability at Peak Mobility Rehab and Pain Centre. You'll find them on Facebook, you'll find them online at peakmobility.ca and give them a call at 850 News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM 980. With Brian Uttall, along with Doug Pooley and Chris Drive from Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and uh, Pain Center. For those who are looking to address arthritis, you have access to some imaging that you can offer your, your clients. Absolutely. I mean, we can access, usually through their family doctors, we can access copies of MRIs or CAT scans that have been already conducted. We can certainly utilize x-ray services, without, and there's all sorts of services within the community that we can utilize. So from a diagnostic standpoint, there's no problem there. We can certainly get anything that's required. And the detail has just gotten better with our imaging, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. In terms mm-hmm. of technology and yeah. how it's moved us forward. Yeah. On the kids' side for a moment here, we touched on it at the start of the show, but worth mentioning again. According to the Arthritis Society, approximately 24,000 Canadian children, 18 and under, are living with some form of arthritis. Mm-hmm. And there are reasons for it. We've touched on a couple. One is inactivity, uh, thanks to the um, video games and <laughs> other sedentary opportunities that they find themselves in. Yeah, I would say uh, one of the, I kind of alluded before, our high school age kids that we tend to see for neck shoulder issues that are, are sedentary versus the high school age kids that are athletic and active, 
you know, we, we see those for the acute sports injuries. So we're, we're seeing these kids that are, you know, even into their early 20s, they've had these problems for six, seven, eight years, and it's been due to their sedentary lifestyle. They go to high school, so maybe they walk, good for them, or they sit on a bus to get to the high school, then they sit in class all day long. And if they don't like phys ed, they don't take phys ed, so there's another hour of, act, in, of physical activity lost. Mm-hmm. At lunchtime, they maybe just hang out at the calf with their friends, so it's, it's a whole day long of sitting. Uh, versus, you know, maybe when they were younger. and But even now we're seeing in the elementary schools, uh, recesses being kind of shaved back, physical education is not a priority anymore. And again, like Doug was saying earlier, if, if the government wanted to save billions in healthcare costs, they would look at our kids and say, okay, we're going to have them up doing regular activities all day long. All day long. That's exactly it. So it, it is phenomenal when you think about the fact that Children, really, which are the, 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 the lifeblood of any society. And we have more sick children now in our society mm-hmm. than any other time in history. And a lot of that is inactivity. And another thing that we're finding that is a kind of a secondary impact from inactivity is forward head carriage. And forward mm-hmm. head carriage is, is devastating. From a physics standpoint, the body is built on a series of balances, three of them. The head over the shoulders, the shoulders over the trunk, and then down to the feet. And it's built that way for a very good reason because it minimizes wear and tear. So that's why it's like that. For every inch that the head goes forward from neutral, it actually, from a physics standpoint, doubles the weight of the head. Hmm. So if your head weighs, for argument's sake, 13 pounds and your forward head carriage is two inches, that now weighs 39 pounds. So what's changed? Why has this become a bigger problem? Just look at how a, a person answers their phone now with their thumbs. <laughs> we don't answer phones anymore with our ears. Everything's done with thumbs and forward head. Uh, I constantly am nagging my children. And it's funny because I sound like the, you know, the headmaster at a school 30, 40 years ago, slapping the desk, getting <laughs> kids to ruler. sit up straight. Uh, but it's true. Like it is such a simple concept, but it is so true. They're finding out, they're doing some preliminary studies and they're finding out that there's indications that pronounced forward head carriage actually decreases cerebral spinal fluid, the flow of it through to the brain, because the there's a ligament called the anterior longitudinal ligament. If you go forward, this thing becomes a little crimped. As it becomes crimped, mm. it actually tends to restrict. And cerebral spinal fluid is the nutritional fluid that goes to the brain. It bathes, bathes the brain. And here I thought the worst problem of a phone is that we are just easily texting now, and so we don't really talk to anybody anymore. But you're saying now by virtue of the phone and its placement and the thumbs doing the the work, our heads now um, are paying the price for it and our body ultimately. Yeah, so if if you work in an office environment, just just look down the row of desks and look at the person's head over their shoulders. See how they sit, see how their shoulders are rounded, see how they're... Their back is flat or curved forward. Like all of those things just add up to, you know, issues with neck, shoulder, down the road. What drives me crazy is you go to a restaurant and there's a really nice couple and they're on a date and he's on the phone. (laughs) That drives my wife crazy too. (laughs) But it's true. It's, uh, you know, you look at the social ramifications of of this technology that we have. Uh, You know, even my kids, we went on family vacation and and they want to know, can we bring our iPads? Can we bring our iPhones? I hear a no coming. Yeah, yeah. We Well, we restricted it. It's just restriction. So, um, unfortunately, our kids are active. But again, it's encouraging that activity level. 
and and you know what technology won't make us more active uh you know we have we have the feet we have the arms those things are what get us moving more on arthritis coming up with uh doug and to chris as well from peak mobility center you can give the gift of life you can redeem your peak mobility gift certificate for the services such as their hot stone massage that's available through the winter months and physiotherapy or acupuncture treatment laser therapy chiropractic care and much more they want you to feel better and ultimately you will live better you can give them a call at 519-850-7321 and also find out more about the services that they provide online at peakmobility.ca news talk sports now, back to the experts on AM980. With Peak Mobility Mobility Center, and we have Doug and we have Chris here. And just in the remaining minutes that we have, we're dealing with arthritis. Specify what you can provide in terms of your two disciplines for those suffering with arthritis from a chiropractic care standpoint. Chiropractic standpoint, I think what we can do is we can assess a person's mobility from the standpoint of making sure that the joints and the articulations are working the way that they're designed to work to maximize efficiency and reduce wear and tear. From physiotherapy. Yeah, and, and we complement each other very well. They, they will look at the joint. Uh, we can cross-talk about, hey, this is what's going on. And we can do our assess and look at, again, how they move, how their balance is, how their muscle coordination uh, works when they walk, when they squat, when they sit, when they stand, and then get them in a proper program. And sometimes it's, it's like I said before, it's such a simple, simple solution to their problem, which they may have been told or may think that is very complex, uh, but we can get them in that program. And it's something they can do on their own at home. Uh, they come in with us once in a while. We check in, make sure things are going well, and just keep progressing and keep encouraging and keep pushing them in that mobile lifestyle. Is there hereditary factors in this? Oh, absolutely. But you know, the interesting thing is you don't inherit the disease from your parent. You inherit from them a certain skeletal structure that can predispose you to things. Mm-hmm. In other words, you may inherit flat feet. And those flat feet, what they do is they may impact your knees. So my dad had bad knees. Your dad also had flat feet. So, And these are things that can be remedied. Like I'm just using that as an example. But for example, conventional art supports can often may be a remedy which will take get rid of the genetic component. Mm-hmm. And I would say most people <clears throat> that uh, if they've never seen anyone before and they just are kind of sitting around because they're sore somewhere, their their biggest inheritance is their lifestyle from their peers or their family. That's that's where they they have inherited that lifestyle, and that's where we can help them distinguish. And because our body was designed to be a self healer. We are encouraging our listeners now, even if they have had the pain and have been dealing with arthritis for many years, to be proactive and come and see you. There is all sorts of emerging evidence that demonstrates that it doesn't matter what stage of arthritis you are at. We're talking wear and tear arthritis now. You will respond positively to the right form of mobility or exercise program. It's just a fact. Mm-hmm. You will eventually, you may not get 100% better, but will you improve almost inevitably? Do yes, you agree, Chris? Absolutely. We see people that, uh, even even when I look at the joint, uh, I think, whew, this is a tough one. But we get them on that program, and in a couple weeks, three weeks, they can't believe the difference uh, that they've experienced. And pain is not always a bad thing, people. Mm-mm. Pain is nothing more than a reflection that something is happening at an articulation. And sometimes pain is a natural byproduct of getting things moving properly. It's like a gate that hasn't been open for a while. When you first start to move it, it squawks a bit at you. So if it's like <clears> a phone <throat> call, it's time to answer it. it well, that's a brilliant way of putting <laughs> it. Go, exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. a phone call. Time to answer it. Time to answer it. 
And again, um, we're talking all ages here. So we have the most of a senior here. Yep. Yeah. So uh, again, when you look at the young population, they are encouraged to get moving because they rebound out of things so quickly. Then as you get older and your natural physiological changes that occur, yeah, it takes a little longer for us to heal and, and recover. But having said that, you still can heal and recover. Uh, it's not the, oh, I'm 65 and I need the rocking chair. Uh, it's it's possible to get better and keep active. And like Doug said, retire and be more active as a retiree than you were as a 40 to 50-year-old. And it is possible not to have the replacement surgery. In many in many circumstances, I think what happens is people kind of buy in that they've got the problem, so they tend to live with it much longer than they should. And when that happens, then they do become a candidate because they're you eventually hit a point of no return. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the orthopedic surgeons that I work with, they would say mm-hmm. that a lot of the cases they assess don't need surgery, and and it's just due to the fact that we have wait times for patients to get in that the they are seeing the patients that ultimately do need surgery. Well, people have been patient with arthritis and they're dealing with it and they're tired of the pain and it's time to get proactive. And so we encourage our listeners to do just that and look no further than Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center in London. We'll look forward to getting together uh, on the road when we're at the Women's Mm -hmm. Lifestyle Show in March. We'll look forward to that. Sounds good. Thanks, Brian. have a great weekend.